The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio, where we inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And once again, this week is no exception. We're going to tackle a new topic today, which I think you'll really enjoy. We're going to talk about Bollywood, Bollywood filmmaking. Our special guest is Padmini Kolapur. She is a legendary Bollywood actress. She's been nominated for five Filmfare Awards. The Filmfare is similar to the Academy Awards in India, and she's won three times. And we're going to get into some of the similarities and the differences in how Bollywood and Hollywood work, from storytelling to film production. And it's amazing. And I, when watching some Bollywood films, including Pravas, which is one of Padmini's most recent films, and it was just terrific. I find the the Hindi films are a little bit longer than our films. They're not quite into the cookie cutter three act setup that we have here for the most part. They have it looks like four or five acts, but great storytelling, great emotional connections that are made with the audience, and a great integration of music as always. And Bollywood is a lot of fun. And I urge everybody to consider checking out some Bollywood movies. They have subtitles and everything in there. And there's a lot of English too. And I just think you'll enjoy it. And it's good. And one of the things we do here on Guys Guys Radio, as you know, is we introduce new concepts, new ways of thinking, new ideas to you out there, our audience. And I'm learning for the most part at the same time. And I think what we want to come away with is an interest in the subjects that are of note for you and for me that we want to learn more about them. So hopefully after we have our discussion with Padmini Kolapur today, you'll be interested in learning more about Hindi films and Bollywood because it's a lot of fun. And, you know, sometimes with the the movie making here in the States, we've got there's a lot of the superhero stuff. And then we have the more artistic films. and it seems like it, it, you really have to dig to find some new ideas. There's so many sequels, there's so many franchises, there's so much money behind the you know, Marvel Universe and Star Trek and Star Wars and some of the franchises that you have to look far and, far and wide for some new ideas. Whereas with Bollywood, as far as I know, there's not too many sequels and stuff. There's just a lot of fresh stories, and I think you'll really enjoy our conversation. So... I hope everybody's off to a good fall, a good September. We got through the summer out here in Southern California. We had this massive heat wave that finally broke where we actually had rain. <laughs> it was like, I've been here three years, and I'm like, wow, this is really hot now. And the good news is every afternoon I pick up my son from school, and we head out and hit one of the different beaches around here, and we'd go bodyboarding, and it's just absolutely stunningly beautiful. The Pacific is such a beautiful ocean. I love the waves. I love the, the power of it. I love how, to me, in the, at least the area we are in, which is about 30 miles north of San Diego, the water's clean here. And I just have so much fun because I'm a beach guy from my time in the Jersey Shore. I had a place right on the Jersey Shore. And that's one of the things I missed when we moved out west is that 
we went from New York and New Jersey to downtown San Diego, which was great. But now we're living that coastal life that I always dreamed of. And I love it out here. And I really love hitting a different beach often because there's so many and they're free. And I haven't had a problem finding parking. You've got to be somewhat creative and stuff. And not all the beaches are the same. And some have a lot of sand and some don't. But overall, fantastic. I know why everybody wants to live in Southern California now, because it is fantastic when uh, you find the right place and you're surrounded by your loved ones and the weather is unsurpassed anywhere. Just fantastic. So we're back to great weather, great times, great fall. We've got the NFL in full swing. We've got baseball playoffs coming up. We've got all types of back-to-school activities, and my son's really... He's at it. It's a little bit different than when I was a kid where I'd come home and have my milk and cookies and then go out until my mom would call my name out for dinner and I'd come home and eat. And if I could, before it got dark, I'd go back out again and then I'd hear my name and then I'd come home and that was it. Yeah, I did Little League in the spring and I did some type of soccer and stuff in the fall, but it wasn't quite as organized as things are nowadays where these all these different activities and all signups and drop off and pick up and then they the parents get involved with a lot of these things and it's just amazingly structured childhoods nowadays and i don't know if it's better or if it's worse but it's different and it is what it is and it's here so i'm constantly picking my son up and dropping him off but he's adjusted well from growing up in new york city to moving to downtown san diego and now he's on another school up here in north county uh he's doing great and it's getting a great education, too, in terms of how the world works and diversity and just getting along with new people and being adaptable. It's so important. So anyhow, Guys Guys Radio, today, we're, once again, we're going to talk about Bollywood. My special guest is Padmini Kolapur. We're going to get into our conversation. I think you're going to love it. And it starts right now. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, today we're going to talk about a few things. One is Bollywood, the wonderful Hindi film industry that is kind of a mirror of Hollywood, but in some ways the same and other ways very different, but fascinating nevertheless. I've got a Bollywood legendary star, Padmini Kolhapur. Her career spans decades as she began her acting career at the young age of seven. She was catapulted to fame with the mega-hit blockbuster Pram Raj when she was discovered by iconic director Raj Kapoor, who can, she continued to make films with, also with V. Shataram, B.R. Chopra, Raj Kumar, Santoshi, and many other stalwarts of the Bollywood film industry. At the age of 15, she won the Filmfare Award for Best Supporting Actress for her performance in the revenge drama Insaf Ka Tarazu in 1980, and at the age of 17, she won Filmfare Award, and we'll get into this, but Filmfare is similar to our Oscars, if you will, our Academy Awards. She won Best Actress for the Tragic Romance Prem Raj, and thus becoming the second youngest actress to win the awards in respective categories. And I want to tell you more about her because I really want to introduce Bollywood to our audience because I think it's important. It's great storytelling, great filmmaking. Padmini was also nominated for the Filmfare Award for Best supporting actress for her role in Sutan in 1983 and also received another film fair award for best actress nomination for Pyar Junk Ta Nahin 
in 1984. Well done, well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's here. Uh, she's the niece of the legendary singers Lata, Manga Shakar, and Asha. And while working for the film Aisa Payar Kahan, Padmini met Pradeep Sharma, alias Tutu Sharma, who was the producer of the film. They were married after a brief courtship in 1986. They have a son named Priyank Sharma. She continues to win audiences with hearts around the world with her natural flair on screen. And she's received the numerous rewards and film fair awards for her remarkable acting, the beautiful actress. And as you can see, she's gorgeous, is a renowned and gifted singer. And in fact, comes from the musical family of national importance in India. So I want to take a moment here and take a breath there. There's a lot of things to pronounce <laughs> and say thank you so much to my friend, Jesse Kelsey, the astro numerologist, as well as my very special guest, Padmini Cole Hapur. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. Whoa, thank, <laughs> thank, thank you so much. <laughs> wow, you must be relieved, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know I if I got those right. But anyway, I was telling... I was wrong was there, but well done, well done, Robert. I'm very impressed. Very, very impressed. <laughs> well, let's start right at the beginning. You come from a musical family. Uh, how how, and why did you follow the path between for, towards music and then getting into acting? Well, music actually somehow in our DNA because my father was a, a singer. My grandfather was a, you know, Rudraveena player. I don't know if you know. Uh, we have a goddess called Saraswati uh, who, uh, who epitomizes education and uh, art and, you know, things like that. So uh, goddess Saraswati has this instrument called the Veena, the Rudraveena. It's a very difficult instrument which my grandfather used to play. And it's almost getting redundant. So my uh, father, he, he was a singer. And uh, so we have actually music in our family. I'm related to, like you said, Lata Mangeshkar and Asha Bosley. So it's in our uh, DNA. Music is in our DNA. And I started singing at a very young age. Uh, started meaning uh, it just came sort of naturally. It's not like we were like we were just thrown in. I keep saying Vivi is me and my sister Shivangi. So um, we started giving playback to, uh, you know, songs and movies and chorus, solos. So we would sing. Uh, we were like the background singers with Asha Bosley and Lata Mangeshkar. And I sang many uh, songs back then. My grandfather, uh, being a Rudraveena player, a musician, he also owned a theater company. Uh, he, was an, he was an actor on stage. So again, that's where acting came from so my grandmother you see what happened is then the theater kind of again uh, diminished and then movies came on the scene so my grandmother was extremely keen that uh, you know i got in i got some part in a movie uh, so she was constantly you know praying and you know how like in india we pray to the gods and we kind of you know so she would constantly pray and say that you know i wish padmini gets a part in a movie and I was very fond of dancing as well. So, uh, you know, these days I keep seeing there's so many reality shows. The kids today, they have great platforms to showcase their talents, whether they're dancers or singers, because I go on many of these reality shows as a celebrity guest or a judge. And I'm, you know, I just wonder like, wow, what a phenomenon these kids are today. 
So back then, we didn't have these opportunities, you know, just some program and we would just go on stage and dance. And that's what I did. So my uh, grandmother, you know, sort of every time my aunt Asha Bosley came home, she would say, you know, try and get her apart. Try, because she was obviously connected. She was a singer. So she would meet all the, you know, all the directors and producers. Uh, so one fine day I was singing for, well, in chorus with Asha Bosley. And the legendary director and actor, Devanand, I mean, he was a star and a phenomena in those days. Um, I was a great fan of his too, as an actor. Uh, she introduced me to him and said that, why don't you, you know, give her a part in one of your movies? And he said, why one of my movies? I'll, I'll cast her right now in this one. <laughs> and that's how I bagged my first wow. film. That's like a story that every actor, every of the 99% of unemployed actors in America would love to hear that because you got you <laughs> right in there. But you, obviously you were very comfortable, even at the age of seven, performing in front of people where you always did. You'd always have this confidence or, you know, because that not everybody feels comfortable in front of big crowds like that. Was that something that you noticed about yourself? Like, this is not a problem for me. It's coming from inside, from my soul, from my spirit. Absolutely. You're absolutely right on that. It did come naturally. But I think what it is with kids, you know, because I, I watch these shows and all, I think children are like, you know, they're like sponge. They just kind of absorb and they're so natural and you let them go and let them do what they want. You know, uh, they're kind of open to uh, learning and doing what is sort of expected from them. So that's what happened with me. I had a great director, Devanand, who was who gave me all the freedom, you know, not being strict with me, because what happens is strictness is one thing that kind of takes the child back, you see. Mm -hmm. So he was absolutely fine with me. I was very comfortable. And my first experience was just brilliant. And that kind of, you know, took me ahead. Let's talk about Bollywood, because I think for a lot of Americans, they, they know the term and they think, oh, it's an Indian version of Hollywood. But there's the Hindi aspect of it. There's a lot of differences. For an American, how would you describe Bollywood? And what are the main differences that you see between Hollywood and Bollywood? You know, the thing is, uh, Bollywood, uh, again, after Hollywood, it's called Bollywood. Then we have the South cinema, the Bengali cinema. So they're after Bollywood, they called it Tollywood and Mollywood <laughs> and, you know, all <laughs> All of those. So that was pretty cute. Um, but, you know, Indian cinema, I mean, uh, for instance, of course, Hollywood is just English speaking movies, right? Indian cinema is Hindi movies, Bengali movies, South Indian is huge. The, right today, if you see like South Indian movies are doing phenomenally well, like they're like, uh, the when you see the box office collection of these south movies it's like really amazing the kind of uh, box office hits these uh, hollywood i mean the south films are doing so it's when you see indian cinema there are over i think 700 films per year being made you know there's marathi cinema and you watched pravas you said so that yes. was i was really taken aback wow you know, for you to watch Pravas, it's a Marathi, it's a regional film, that's my mother tongue. So uh, there's so many Gujarati cinema, Rajasthani cinema, you know, it's huge. The culture is so much, it's uh, too, too uh, deep, uh, sort of, the more you 
kind of project uh, you know india through its movies the less it is why do you think that the film industry has grown and so exponentially in india of all places it seems like i know there's a lot of people in india but it seems like the film industry is bigger there relative to any other country in the world even the united states there's more films there's more people but there's more films there's more segments of different films i mean here it's kind of uh you know you have the big tentpole films and then you have some independent films and then you have all the streaming and the tv shows but you know bollywood is huge why do you think that is that it really strikes such a nerve in the indian culture which is so vast and segmented also you know because uh like i said india is so vast so huge it has uh, you know all these uh, dimensions to it cultural background is so much uh, that it definitely influences see movies influence real life and real life influences real life so that impacts the audiences a lot abroad like i have a lot of people like i'm here in uh, la and there are many people many foreigners you know uh, who've never been to india they've heard of india they know of india right. they know about the culture but somewhere they are hesitant because what happens is a lot of films that are made uh, outside of india a kind of project bollywood i mean india sorry not bollywood india in a bit of a negative sense you know in in, in a bit of a negative way like the negative stuff is more portrayed on screen so there's a bit of a fear among uh, people living abroad that you know india is uh, not a clean place and uh, all sorts of things happen and this that. yes it's everywhere i mean you know there are a lot of uh, other countries also and we're coping with because we are the largest population right. we are trying to cope with everything uh, today i mean now, you know i mean obviously india is a much cleaner place today much better place to live in there are a lot of people wanting to as a matter of fact yesterday i met this young girl who's coming to india to pursue her career as an actor although she is working here she has a production house in la and but i think that charm for bollywood is i, I can't explain <laughs> the storytelling the constructs i watched your recent movie pravas which was terrific and as i was we were talking before we got on air that you know I, it was longer than i expected and the story constructs were different than american storytelling yet my understanding is from my wife is that no that's there is a template as there is in the us so for 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 a film here or storytelling it's usually what does the main character want why can't he or she get it and then three acts and then a series of escalating obstacles till you reach a climatic scene at the end whereas in the bollywood filmmaking i was ready okay that's the third act and then it was like oh here's some new characters and like and now we're up in the snow and the, and there was a whole thing but it all rounded out to this wonderful story pravas is the name of the movie and my special guest is padmini kal of kapoor where it's really about life uh, the themes were so much broader than in a lot of american storytelling where there's the story but then the themes are overarching about life itself family relationships and i know we've have that in our films here also but it just would seem to me it was communicated and the template was different could you help me out with that padmini so speaking about pravas and all the other indian movies see we have this 
we have this set formula. I wouldn't like to say that, but we have the set formula. There is a lot of, you know, family, uh, you know, uh, a story woven around families, the values, uh, you know, their life. And there's a lot of, I would say, melodrama in Indian cinema uh, because it kind of somehow it impacts the audience in a lot of way because uh, we expect Indians to relate to a film, relate to a character. They want to, go, you know, like uh, there's there's a very, uh, how do you say, the strata of the the elite is very minimal. So we have a lot of, um, you know, hardworking people who want to kind of break away from their daily routine, go watch a nice, it's called masala, actually, in, in Bollywood, you know, masala movies, like where there's singing and dancing right. and there's fighting and there's all kinds of things in this fact in this movie. So they want to watch these films and then come out feeling good. They don't want to see a sad, morose films, a real life story. I mean, there are there are a lot of great films being made uh, on that front. But when it comes to how do you say uh, you know the the viewers, the actual uh, film goers, you know, in the interiors of India, and uh, you know, because the metros are very sort of limited. These days, a lot of, uh, you know, the, the cinemas are not really doing very well, thanks to COVID, of course, the pandemic. Uh, but now it's kind of opening up and uh, there are a lot of people going to the theaters. But like I said, Bollywood is a masala. Like it's a, how do you say, like you have mix, a masala mix, everything. Like you have to have your songs. Mm -hmm. Which you know you found you probably finding the the films lengthy because there are five songs, six songs, and then there's so much drama woven around each you know character. Then, like you said, another character enters, and then after the interval, so this that's the set formula actually of Indian cinema. You just make a two-hour film. Have and you no songs? Then you know there's no entertainment. Mm -hmm. Have you, and in the industry, have they ever taken like, okay, here's an American screenplay, and and you look at it and say, okay, let's do our Bollywood version of this, and vice versa. Have you seen the Bollywood template flipped into the American template and shot as an American movie, and vice versa? Uh, not literally. I haven't seen that, but, uh, you know, uh, like there was Slumdog Millionaire where they used... Uh, A.R. Rahman's music mm -hmm. and that again that song became a phenomenon you know back right. then uh, but I did a film called Insaf Ka Tarazu and it was uh, inspired by a film called Lipstick mm -hmm. from here yes and with Mariel Hemingway movie. right yes Hemingway absolutely so uh, I played one of the I played one of the sisters and it was uh, pretty much uh, an impactful uh, film back then it was a very bold film to be made in those in that time, much ahead of its time. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh, films are being recreated from Hollywood. We are taking uh, you know sort of uh, the stories from here, and they are kind of recreating it. Right? Recently, um, you know, I don't know if you've heard of Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah, he made a film uh, inspired by. Well, I think he took the rights of Forrest Gump. And uh, he made this film called Lal Singh Chadda. And uh, I really liked the film. I really liked the film. It was, you know. It, 
it's, it seems like there's a, like a, the rom-com and uh, melodrama seem to be very popular in uh, Bollywood. Is that, is that true? I know there's some action movies, but it seems like a, there's a lot of what we would consider romantic comedies. Is that, is that true? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, rom-com is famous. There is, a, a, there is a lot of action and drama films being made. You know, it all depends because there's so many directors making all kinds of genres, you see. Mm-hmm. It's not just one set. Because there's so many films being made, <clears throat> literally every week, we have so many releases. Every Friday, we have six, eight films releasing. So that's a lot. That, that's a lot. Yeah. And, you you know, they sort of uh, filmmakers are catering to all kinds of genre. Uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, like, there's parallel cinema, there's realistic drama, there's rom-com. There's, uh, you know, the, how do you say, the language touch given to uh, Hindi films. There's the marriage specials, you know, because the, the big fat Indian wedding is so popular. So the, a lot of people are making films, uh, you know, around that subject as well. You worked with uh, Ash, Ashok Saraf, who was your mm-hmm. co-star in uh, Pravasa. He was wonderful. And because he, uh, to me, one of the things he did that was so amazing was that he had to act like somebody who didn't know how to act very well. Like an like a kind of an amateur actor, if you will, and he did yeah. an amazing job with that. I thought he was really terrific. But you've acted with him before, and also the director Shashank Uda Pukar, Purkar, Purkar. Yeah. How did you? How do you determine as a star? How do you determine Padmini who you want to work with and what stories and with so much content coming your way? How do you decide what project is right for you? So I go by my instinct. Really, I I. I'm pretty impulsive. It could be the right decision. It could be the wrong decision. But I'm pretty impulsive. And uh, something that just touches me, I just go with it. Then I don't look back. Uh, uh, you know, and I'm, uh, I surrender myself to the, to the director. He's, Shashank is a new, he's, that's his, probably his first film as a director. Uh, and Ashok Saraf, he's a legend in Marathi cinema. And he's going to be very, very happy to know that you liked his performance. Loved it. Uh, Loved it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I just kind of just let myself go as an actor. So whatever Shashank wanted from me, uh, of course, uh, you know, Ashok Saraf uh, and being a very, very senior actor with Shashank, you know, they would because he knows, I mean, Ashok Saraf being a Marathi actor, regional actor, he knows he knows the pulse of that audience. So he would get into a bit of a discussion with him that let's go about it this way, that way. But I never got into that because that is not my forte. I mean, uh, Marathi cinema is really not my forte because I've been doing Hindi cinema all my life. But having said that, I think everything came together so brilliantly. And I think Shashank has made a neat, clean film, uh, you know, uh, for the for the audiences, not just Marathi, but also uh, at large. Well, I think anybody could relate to the story of Pravas because it was about family. It's about values and universal theme, love. And you were amazing because you pay, played an older woman very, very convincingly. And you're young and beautiful. And you play this very uh, kind of a serene, wise mother who is so understanding and supportive of and protective of her husband. Of, of her husband. Yeah. yeah. Now, does the dynamic of the family unit in India, is that a lot different than the, the here? Here in America, we have 
you know, I'm my name, the show is Guys Guys Radio. And the name of my book is The Guys Guys Guide to Love. It's about men. I always say this is the best time to be a man because um, it's a time where men can be whoever they want to be. Yet it's also a time where it's less clear who men really are. And women have made amazing strides and be, are being recognized here very rapidly. What is your take on what's happening in the Indian culture versus what's happening in America where women are really making major strides? They're not all the way there yet. I mean, men have kept women down for not decades, centuries and centuries, but it's changing. And it's changing, I think, faster here in America, maybe than in some other markets. What's going on in India in terms of um, the relationship and the dynamic uh, between men and women and how it's portrayed Um, in film? You know, um, I would say that the marriage culture is is still exists in India uh, so far. Uh, And yes, the Indian families are knit together still today. We have a lot of, uh, you know, the younger generation who prefer the nuclear families, you know, being away from uh, their parents and all and just getting on with their life and setting themselves. But this whole grandmother, grandfather culture still exists. You know, children are still, we still live in joint families, uh, which kind of uh, really helps the child in their growth. And speaking about the, you know, men obviously that it's the same in india as well but women are yes taking great strides in india too when i started working i mean you know when i was seven years old until i don't know how many years i just uh, on our sets there there was just a costume designer who was a female and my hairdresser that's it there was no other female, no other girl, woman working behind the scenes, not in the direction department, not in the cinematography department, nowhere, nowhere, nowhere. And today, when I see the girls, it, you know, it, I, I get so excited because suddenly there's an influx of all these young girls, you know, who are kind of coming into the film industry and are making it big. When I was working, we were literally five or six actresses. So it was taboo back then to get into films. Now it's 500. There is so much competition that, I mean, I say, thank God I'm not in this era. Thank God I'm not in this time and age because the social media is so big and there's uh, so much of exposure. There's so much of pressure on today's, uh, uh, you know, I would say girls and actresses because I have been one and I've been there, done that, seen that. And I see today because my my niece, uh, Shraddha Kapoor, she's uh, uh, probably the number one star in India. She is, uh, I mean, I think she has such a massive following on Instagram. So it's, again, pressure, mm-hmm. you know. You're being seen, looked at, and followed, and so much. This paparazzi, even now, it's huge in India. You know, you're being followed. So, how about uh, how about behind yeah. the scenes? How about uh, the from a director standpoint and pr- production? Um, are there women in uh, uh, decision making uh, positions now much more than there were in the past? Because here in America, there's a lot of women directors who are doing incredible work and winning awards. Oh my God, there are many Indian directors, female directors, there are uh, producers. I mean, I just did a film recently uh, where the, yes, uh, 
the lady on the chair is very much calling the shots. We have uh, heads of these OTT shows who are women. It's it's incredible, and it's uh, it's uh, really the way they're like. And in India, you see the it's so demanding for Indian women because you are made to sit at home, look after the house, look after the children, cook, clean, look after the husband, the in-laws, everything. You know, doing all that, Indian women are working as well. So they are able to strike a great balance. Oh, that's so fantastic. These Indian women, yeah. They, they really... Again, my special guest is Padmini Kolapur on Guys Guys Radio. Most Americans, as we discussed, don't know too much about India. And there's the North, there's the South. Uh, people know things like, oh, they eat meat in the North and they don't eat, they're vegetarian in the South. And But they don't realize how many states there are. As, as somebody from India, do, can you, when you meet somebody, can you say, oh, I know this person is from Mumbai or this person is from this area? What are some of the differences that people who aren't from India should know about to at least be able to navigate the culture a little bit? That's good. That's a tough one. You cannot. I mean, unless you <laughs> see you see someone from far east, you know, because they have, uh, you know, they have eyes like this. So you can kind of mm. obviously okay. make out that this person is from uh, far east. But someone from Mumbai, from New Delhi, from north, I mean, unless someone's from Kashmir, you know, you can sort of because the way they, they look, you know, it's uh, you can definitely. But I think we can make out. Not people from abroad. I mean, you cannot uh, make out like, okay, or you see some person, you say, okay, this one is from, uh, you know, Kashmir, or this one is from uh, North India. But yes, we can make out who's from uh, Kashmir or uh, South India or Northern India, you know, their accent, especially. Mm -hmm. Accent changes. We have every 200 miles, is a, there's a different dialect in all those languages, you know. so. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, even I come from Maharashtra, but, you know, when you go to a place called Pune, the, the dialect is different. When you go to Kolhapur, uh, that dialect is different. So it's, it's pretty complicated for someone coming from abroad. When you're here in the States, can you tell, because we, you know, we have 50 states. And for instance, I'm from New Jersey, New York area. I'm out in California. And the other day somebody said, oh, that's an interesting accent. Where are you from? And I was like, well, I don't have an accent, <laughs> but I, I'm sure I do to other people's ears. And if I hear somebody and they're from Alabama, I know that they're from the, what we call the deep South. As a quote unquote foreigner, when you meet different Americans, do you have a, an idea as to where they might be from? And what parts of the country? And do you make those exactly. differentiations? You know, not exactly which state they come from, but because we have traveled so extensively, you know, people like us, we can differentiate. Like, I mean, you know, you can make out a UK accent, a US accent. And when you come to the US, you know, a Canadian accent, you know. Mm. Uh, so, but that's for people like us who have traveled so much, met all kinds of people. But not for someone who's maybe traveling for the first time, mm. uh, let alone, uh, you know, understanding which state. There are a lot of people from India. They can't even understand the accent, mm. you know, yeah. the American accent or the UK accent when they start. You know, it's it's very different from how we I mean, like how I'm speaking. It's a typical Indian accent. But, uh, you know, people back there are even more. How do you say? Uh, not so 
you know, chased in in English speaking. Mm-hmm. Do you find, Padmini, that there is any type of business now beyond, I guess at the very high level, there is some symmetry in business going on between Bollywood and Hollywood now. But are the Hindi films all filmed in India or are they stories, global stories that may take place? You know, you could have a story about Iceland or something like that, or is it strictly representing and reflecting the Hindi culture? You know, uh, like you said, definitely there are a lot of bridges being built between Hollywood and Bollywood now. I mean, like uh, we had a platform by the name of Hotstar. Disney took over. So it's now Disney Mm -hmm. plus Hotstar. So there, I mean, people from here are actually seeing the kind of, uh, how do you say, potential in India where filmmaking is concerned and the streaming platforms. Uh, so they are kind of gradually, you know, getting into Bollywood. It's I don't know how successful Bollywood is going to be in making films in Hollywood. But yes, there are avenues opening up and there are people definitely looking at that aspect for sure. How does the Bollywood industry then protect itself uh, culturally from not being kind of saturated with the Hollywood values. I notice as, a, as an American who loves storytelling and loves, loves film that there's so much dark, there's so many dark stories now. And I see big stars starring in some very ultra, ultra violent, dark, depressing movies now. A lot of them. And I'm like, to, to, the, the, to the point where I'm noticing, how does your industry, the Bollywood industry, protect the culture so it's not infiltrated, if you will, by uh, Hollywood or even storytelling from other areas? You know, uh, a lot of dark films are being made in India as well, in Bollywood, uh, especially on these streaming platforms because there is no censorship. So you mm-hmm. can go all out. So there are a lot of filmmakers who are, uh, how do you say, in a positive way, taking advantage to uh, showcase or to kind of, um, you know, uh, literally speak out what they want to on celluloid mm-hmm. having said that there is again the indians the typical indian cinema which still thrives on showcasing the culture so that is never going to die that's Good. never going to die and i think it's uh, pretty much uh, i mean hollywood or let's say uh, the western world is very much intrigued by the Indian culture and they do try to incorporate it somewhere in a few of their movies. So we are pretty happy seeing that because there is so much to offer. You know, India has so much to offer. The culture and, uh, you know, Hollywood, the Westerners are very much intrigued by it. So they do somewhere or the other try to incorporate it. How how about for music business also where, you know, you hear hip-hop music everywhere in every language now and uh, the k-pop is so big in korea and it's it's global and it's popular here in america as well as over in korea how and the, the indian music and some so many different styles but it's so beautiful how do you one protect that and how do you incorporate influences from other areas into the culture because you really it's one world so there's nothing wrong with incorporating bits and pieces from other types of music into what you know uh, the the local template if you will so how what are your thoughts on that uh definitely i mean the again we have the classical music the typical classical indian music which is very much there uh 
today's youth is not so inclined towards that but there is one uh, section of these young kids who want to continue this want to learn the indian uh, music indian culture indian uh, classical forms of music and the instruments but there is a, a great influence from the western world where music is concerned i mean my son he he owns a record label called dhamaka records he's just started it he's just launched it he's looking at all avenues i mean he's looking at bollywood music he's looking at punjabi music you know punjabi music is huge today it's huge 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 uh even if you see in canada in america i mean you have so many north indian so many punjabis and you hear the craze of this punjabi music it's unbelievable so it's there they do we have the so called rap uh which was from here we have hindi rap we have punjabi rap we have south indian rap so okay. there's all kinds of there's a mix definitely there's a mix there is an influence but yes there the, the indian music and uh, you know the indian culture will still remain when you're looking at future projects would you like to work in american movies and if so is there any any directors that you admire their work and you say oh i'd love to work with scorsese or or spielberg or whoever wow i would love to work with them <laughs> yes of course i mean i would love to work with them and uh, you know having said that i have been really fortunate to have worked with the scorseses or the spielbergs or the orson wells or the ingmar bergmans of indian cinema you know so i was really blessed to have worked with these greats like right like you mentioned raj kapoor vishantaram dr chopra and you know even the south directors k babu mr balchandra huge 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 directors uh in india yes i would love to work with scorsese or spielberg and another thing that's happened in american movies is the whole what i call the marvelization of it where they've taken the superhero thing you know you have star wars and you have star trek but then you also have all these comic book characters and every big actor and actress goes for for a role there because it's a, it's a payday and they're using good storytelling techniques how are they those movies popular in india and do you have a kind of a superhero kind of template in bollywood you know we are uh, there are such films being made now just recently there's a film called brahmastra which has just come out and there was a lot of pressure but the film apparently has opened pretty well and it's doing well it's all about you know the five elements now again that is so you know so indian you know but it's very popular i mean you have a lot of hollywood films which have worked on the elements the five elements you know fire water earth so that also is uh, now made in india and there is a lot of how do you say uh, you know research and uh, you know facts in india to kind of look into to incorporate in, in indian movies you know i mean a lot of research may have gone into it i mean obviously has to go into it but it's easier for i think indian filmmakers to uh, you know get there than uh, from the western world but here they do a great job because they go to the bottom of it 
And we're getting there. We're getting there. Yes. So like a Captain America or one of these big Hollywood tentpole films, do they play in Mumbai and people go watch them? Yes, yes. And you'll be surprised. They're dubbed in Hindi. They're dubbed in South Indian languages. So it's, uh, you know, because we watch films here just recently. I watched The Maverick here and I went to India and it's dubbed in Hindi. So when you see Tom Cruise speaking Hindi, it's pretty funny. <laughs> is, there, is there an American star that's popular in India, more popular in India than others, than relative than he or she is in America? In other words, like Jerry Lewis and Mickey Rourke are very big in France. And, and, you know, appreciated for their talents in America, but not quite the same way in terms of the cultural zeitgeist, if you will. How about uh, American stars in India? Are there any that stand out that people say, oh, I've got to see the new whatever movie? Yes, of course. I mean, the Tom Cruise, the Marvel films. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They are a phenomenon. I mean, people actually wait for these films to come out and go and watch these uh, Marvel films. And of course, Tom Cruise is huge. And uh, Julia Roberts. I mean, mm -hmm. I think I'm speaking about my favorites. You know, I don't know why. I... Right. <laughs> so, what's uh, what's next for you? You do film. You do music. Uh, you're gonna do. You have any projects coming up? You want to talk about? Uh, right now, I'm listening to scripts, and uh, I'm very excited. Right now, I'm in LA to accept this great award, Angel Award here. Congratulations! So I'm very excited. Thank you. So, I think it's. Uh, for me, I mean, I have uh, I've won Filmfare Awards and all, but now that I'm getting this Angel Award, I think it's just kind of it, it's just kind of taking me on another platform. I think there's something to really look forward to, and I'm very excited about this. Uh, yeah. So uh, right uh, now, music is that and music. Yes, I just like I said, my son's uh, record label. We recreated a song of uh, um, of one of my movies called Prem Rog, uh, which was directed by Mr. Raj Kapoor. We recreated that song and I sang that song uh, and we it's on YouTube. Basically, it's a YouTube channel and we filmed it as well. A special guest, Padmini Kolapur. Well, the name of the show is Guys Guys Radio. So as an international uh, pr perspective from a very famous woman. What do men need to know right now to be the best they can possibly be for the planet Earth? Oh, good one. Uh, so I think what we need to do is, uh, I think we need to save the planet more than anything in every way that we can. Uh, and for a man, I think a man is doing pretty well because they are instrumental in, you know, helping their women work at home as well as work outside, do their job out. So I think today's man is incredible. And I think a woman is able to uh, strike that balance purely because of her male counterpart. Thank you for being on Guys Guys Radio. Padmina Kolapur, wonderful actress, wonderful person. Thank you. Thank our friend Jesse Kelsey for being here. And I hope I'd love to interview your uh, your niece, <laughs> of course, oh, on the show. Definitely. That, would, that would be fantastic. So thank you for being on the show and for helping me uh, introduce more of the, your culture, the Hindi movie making, Bollywood and all about India and the wonderful culture that it is to America. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you, Robert. And good luck to Guys Guy Radio. 
Thank you. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a fascinating interview with one of the legends of Bollywood filmmaking. Her name once again, Padmini Kolapur. We talked about her acting career, her singing career, some of the differences in the storytelling and the production of Hindi films versus Hollywood films. And there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences. But the good news is the quality uh, of of Hindi filmmaking in Bollywood is, is fantastic. And the films are fun. The storytelling to me is excellent, and they make an emotional connection with the viewers. I've been watching Bollywood films now and learning more about them, and uh, I'm really enjoying myself. And it's good because, you know what, folks? The big world out there, and it's not all about just Hollywood and what we have here. There's a lot of people around the world. There's a lot of other cultures, and they tell their stories and tell their tales in different ways. And it's good to get a little exposure to it. I'm not saying you can. we're just going to all drop Hollywood for Bollywood, but I, I think over time you're going to find more combinations, more synergy between those two movie-making industries, if you will. And as we see, uh, you know, some of the uh, movies from Korea have become very popular. The Japanese do great movies, South Africa, uh, Europe, of course, and we're seeing that the the world, in a good way, is becoming smaller and smaller, and that we're sharing so many stories and experiences from around the world. So that's one of the things I think we learned today. The other is that Bollywood itself is is a lot of fun and it's a vast huge industry and they pump out over 700 films every year and it's worth checking out. I think that's the biggest takeaway I had is that wow, I didn't realize the vastness of the industry and I didn't realize that the storytelling is is kind of different than we get here in the states. And I really enjoyed that, the, the difference in storytelling. It took a little bit more time on raveling the stories and laying it out there. And even at the end where you think, oh, that's the end of the story. No, there's another couple of, an act or two to go. And I found that fascinating that they are able to do that. And that's part of their filmmaking process. And also the, the music's a lot of fun also. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio at 8 p.m. Pacific time. 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM. The podcast and my YouTube post and Rumble post Thursdays worldwide. And the rebroadcast of my KCAA show is on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So you've got Guys Guys Radio on Terrestrial Radio, what we call traditional radio on KCAA, twice a week in prime time. You've got the podcast, Guys Guys Radio, drops worldwide in over 101 countries and we've got our new YouTube and Rumble channels that are available if you want to watch the interview portion of our shows. So there's really no excuse for you not to support our show if you enjoy it. And if you like the content and if you like the guests I bring you each and week, each and every week, pardon me, to Guys Guys Radio, I'd ask you for a favor, it doesn't cost you a penny. Please support us by subscribing to whatever podcast platform you listen to subscribe to us there and also more importantly is actually our youtube channel which is growing please subscribe to robert manny guys guys tv on youtube and you'll see all of our shows that we're now broadcasting on youtube and rumble 
So my website is robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about everything, life, love, the pursuit of happiness. I drill in deeply into a lot of topics about life in general and how we live it and our individual journeys and how we get along together and some of my practices that I do to help me grow in a number of ways. I think you'll enjoy that. You can also download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a novel. It's a rom-com about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. And it's a lot of fun. It's a fast, frothy, sexy novel. It's kind of like a summer read, but it's deep. It goes 350 pages, and there's a major story involved in it a complex story, and it's about something. So it's not just a breezy rom-com that you throw away. You'll have some fun with it, and I think you'll really get into the characters. You can read the reviews on Amazon. You can pick up the book there, the physical copy or the ebook. And it seems like the women enjoy the book because it's a peek behind the curtain into that weird, odd world of modern men and their dating habits, as strange as they are. And guys like it because it's a reflection. It's one of the few books out there that really talks to men uh, the way men roll. And I think uh, it's all good, too. It's not like a condemnation of men or women. It's about how we can kind of get along in a fun way, acknowledging some of the differences we have and some of the conflicts we have, whether it be in business, friendship, or romance. So guys, the Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, check that out. And we're here, once again, every Wednesday on KCAA in Southern California. And we just keep going and going and going. We've got over. 500 and we're approaching the 550 mark on our shows and i have interviewed um at least 650 people thought leaders and i do as you know i do my very best to pick out the right guests who have something to share that will pique your interest in a new topic maybe something you don't have time to get into or just a topic you haven't had a chance to really consider and that's what we do here in guys guys radio so i'm here for you each and every week i want to Make a special shout out to my guests. They've been so wonderful sharing so much information. I've gotten a true education while hosting this show. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Chris. But most of all, I want to thank you, my audience, for hanging in there, growing with us, and enjoying the show and all the feedback I get. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm going to be back here at you next week. And until then, as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.